0: Blog Talk Radio
1: Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to Movie
2: Attic Headquarters with your host, Betty Jo Tucker Author of Confessions of a Movie Addict, right here at www.blogtalkradio.com
3: Out there. This is Betty Jo Tucker. Thanking you for tuning in to Movie Addict Headquarters. You don't have to be a movie addict to visit here, of course, but if you are one, it's definitely the place for you. And as we all know, the dust has finally settled on the 84th annual Academy Awards. So we thought it would be fun to compare Oscars' latest best and worst moments with those from earlier years. And to do that, we've brought together four panelists who are eminently qualified to discuss this topic. Our distinguished guests are media researcher Barry Monish, film historian James Cold Harrison, and film critics A.J. Hockery and Diana Sanger. Barry, a researcher at the Paley Center for the Media, has written several film-related books, including the latest Green World volume... A.J., also known as the Mad Movie Man, has contributed film commentary to various outlets, including Real Talk Movie Reviews and Tube. James has done research on the early Hollywood studios. And Diana, founder and editor of Classic Movie Guide, is also the author of Everyone Wants My Job, the ABCs of entertainment writing. Now, although Nikki Starr can't be here today to help with the show... We have opened the chat, and as I look into the chat, I see that a friend of the show, Morgan Lawrence, also known as Molo, is in the chat, as is the G- Gail, the ghost hostess, and I think that Morgan has agreed to keep things hopping there in the ch- chat. So I hope the listeners will um, sign up for a chat and uh, share their Uh, opinions with each other we really do appreciate uh, their participation and now it's my pleasure to bring our guests in ladies first as usual diana did you watch the entire oscar telecast on sunday
4: i did watch it even though my great big high def tv got blown out by a power outage (laughs) oh no oh you
3: you had to watch it on a small screen
4: yeah yeah that's okay. But not we like some it.
3: people on the phone. I think some people have watched it on the phone. <laughs> That's true. So you're you're a real trooper, Diana. <laughs> well, I, I sat through the entire show and I did watch it on the big
0: screen. And I'll bet that our colleague from La Jolla did the same. Am I right, James? You're absolutely right. I start like at 2 in the afternoon and I watch it for like 12 hours. <laughs> so I'm a great fan <laughs> and I love every minute of it. Never miss oh, wow. it. So you so you watch like all the all
3: the pre pre Oscar shows on on television
0: before the oh, yeah, the actual awesome. red carpet. Oh, you definitely the, yeah yeah all the pre pre shows on those channels you've never heard of, you know, way up there <laughs> high. <Yeah. laughs> well, we'll. I'm sure you you have
3: a lot to share with us about about the Oscars then, and you know, no matter how long that oscar show goes on um i always i always watch it i not i don't go for the pre pre-shows like uh, james but uh as soon as the red carpet star- starts and to the very end i'm i'm glued to the tv set how about you aj
0: <laughs> to
2: paraphrase the guy from the classic commercial I can't believe I watched the whole thing. (laughs) (laughs) Good for you. (laughs) It it, it, it is a tradition. Me and my friends for the past five years, we gather up. We get some snacks that aren't good for us. We engorge ourselves and make fun of all the bad jokes and watch and wait and see if Gary Busey pops up on the red carpet again and starts attacking (laughs) people.
3: (laughs) (laughs) That sounds like a lot of fun. I thought, I thought you probably had uh, some kind of little ritual that you, (laughs) that you had going on with the Oscars. And, and Barry, Does your job at the Paley Center require you to watch the entire Academy Awards telecast each year? No,
5: no. I would do it anyway. I've watched them from start to finish ever since the year that George C. Scott didn't show up to accept his Oscar. I've never missed it since then. In fact, when I was in college, I used to have to borrow TV sets from people I didn't even particularly like just so I could watch the Oscars. (laughs) That's how dedicated I've been. Yeah.
3: Well, you're you're a fan too. I see oh, yes. And and we we already have a call. I think it's from uh, Morgan Lawrence uh who is um helping us out with the chat. I'm just going to bring him on to see if everything is okay in the chat room. Hi Morgan, thanks for coming on today. Well, I thought he was Can Morgan. You hear me? Are you there? I'm here. Great. Let's Thank see. you. Uh, is everything uh all set up in the chat uh, ready for people to sign in
6: absolutely we've already got our first question
3: well we already have a first question <laughs> well we might as well get that out of the way right now before we get into the uh to the main uh, panel discussion go ahead
6: the uh one of the guests in the uh, chat room ghost hostess did not like emma stone's dress i'd kind of like to know what the the rest of you thought about it
3: wow she was in bright red
6: yes she was
3: uh, it was it was gorgeous but um i'm not really an expert on fashion uh but diana i think you are what did you think about emma stone's dress
4: (laughs) far from it um it was okay i i I wasn't blown away by it nor disgusted so it was just you know there were so many to look look at and there were a lot of beautiful ones there and Thumbed it, you know. We think, huh? Okay, whatever. But it didn't didn't affect me one way or the other, really.
3: So you you don't have any strong impression one one way or the other. Well, I guess we ought to let the uh, any one of the guys chime in. Uh, AJ, did you have an opinion, or your or your gang that you watched the show with have an opinion about Emma Stone's dress?
2: <laughs> Not really. It was you know, it was a dress, you know. As long as it wasn't a goose like Bjork wore, I think it was pretty fine with it. <laughs> we
3: didn't have yeah, Bjork. Oh. Well, thank you so much for um, for that <laughs> contribution, Ghost Hosted and I'm so glad that you're you're with us today too and I see we have uh several other guests that haven't signed up to get on on name to chat in the chat room so I hope they would uh, they would do that well let's start um the round table discussion on a positive note by sharing our favorite Oscar moments from Sunday's telecast so Barry why don't you go first on that
5: um well I guess one of my favorite things was that the uh academy award winning director Michelle whose name I don't want to try to pronounce, mentioned Billy Wilder three times because I love Billy Wilder. he's my favorite director, so I was glad that he won the award just for that alone. <laughs> it was just a great moment but um i I like several things that went on during the um the show. I like the little um Film bits of the actors talking about uh, What it means to go to the movies and see movies uh, I, I don't know if they were Off the top of their head or scripted or whatever But I just thought they were actually nice I, I thought that was a good touch actually um, Among other things And I also loved when um, Angelina Jolie struck her pose And then One of the writers of The Descendants Came up on stage and struck the same pose I just That was probably the, b- the most Single most laugh out loud funny moment For me so those are just a few of the things I liked.
3: That was I'm so glad you mentioned yes. you mentioned uh, the Angelina Jolie thing with the with, with the guy standing beside her. Yes, yes, the same great. pose that she she yeah. had. Well, those are good choices. And yeah. and AJ, are, are those moments that Barry mentioned among your favorites, or do you have others that you'd like to share with us?
2: I, I do. Uh, out of all the skits that they did, out of all the kind of routines that they did. Probably my favorite one was the uh, Wizard of Oz test group, which came as a complete surprise with Fred Willard and Christopher Gash, you know, the whole best-in-show gang. It was a lot of fun to just see them. I didn't see it coming, and it was really, really funny. And I I especially liked, uh, just for like a... Tiny little moment, uh, right before uh, Gwyneth Paltrow and Robert Downey Jr. were presenting. It cut backstage, and Robert Downey Jr. was doing the Tim Tebow move. I thought that was a funny little moment, just preparing, just jazzing himself up to get on stage. I like that.
3: I did too. I thought that was that was good. And um, what it, what uh, are your favorites, James?
0: Well, my favorites were Jennifer Lopez and her silver gown. I thought she mm.
7: was
0: smashing. I thought she was the best-looking woman there that night. And then later on at the party at Vanity Fair, she changed into a, an even more spectacular gown, which was cut in the front down to her open-toed shoes, which <laughs> I rather liked. <laughs> <laughs> oh, wow. Wow. <laughs> You're the you're the fashion guru
3: here. I mean, <laughs> detail. But I did any other?
0: Yeah, I, the I other thought, favorite? I thought not, well, not my favorite, but I thought Melissa Leo looked like a washerwoman in that horrible house dress she had. I was hideous. But agreed. And, I don't know where yeah. she got that, but that was certainly not a. a a spectacular gown, and I did. Uh, I did enjoy the Wizard of Oz uh, uh, test group because uh, Fred Willard was on it, and Diana and I were on a panel with him once, with Robert Osborne uh, down in uh, Atlanta. And uh, he's just as funny and sweet in person as he is in anything he does. He's he's exactly like that. So, mm-hmm. so he's he's charming to be with, and, and uh, so is. I and enjoyed that. Was I'm sure, I was just going to
3: mention that Fred Willard was a guest on Movie Addict Headquarters, and he just kept all of us just absolutely, you know, uh, in tears laughing. Yeah, he's, isn't he he's nice?
0: Just, he's just a nice guy, yeah.
3: So that was, that was fun, a focus group about the Wizard of Oz, and they want to cut out the rainbow song. <laughs> cut out the rainbow. Well, they actually Which did like it. Out. Yeah, right. Exactly. They
5: did.
3: Someone did <laughs> one too, yeah. Well, um you're you're getting ahead of us here James with starting with some of the worst ones with Melissa Leo's Melissa Leo's uh, dress, but but le- before we talk uh, more about that topic, uh, Diana hasn't had a chance to tell us uh, about her favorite moments at Sunday's Academy Awards. So go ahead, Diana, you're on.
4: Well, I was thrilled that Billy Crystal came back, and even though it's just, um, I don't know, some people find it just silly, I love his legendary openings where he, you know, works the movies into these just silly acts, so I love that. Um, I like that they showed the clips of past movies, um, and like Barry, I liked all those segments they did about the actors talking about what they wanted to be an actor, what their opinion about was a good movie, Um, you know, experiences that they've had making a movie, because the the public people doesn't know this stuff. Sometimes we're privy to all that stuff because we interview and have to do so much research. But these are things that I think are very interesting to just normal movie fans, so that was great. And um, I really liked um, Olivia Spencer's acceptance speech. Uh,
3: Whose speech? I'm sorry, I didn't hear that. Octavia
4: Spencer. Octavia Spencer. Oh, Octavia
1: Spencer. I can't read my screen. (laughs) <laughs> oh no put your glasses on <laughs>
3: well she was she was just so thrilled i mean it it was just obvious that it, it was just a a very 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 uh deeply felt moment for her and so those are those are good uh, choices i i like the way you think i I had several things that I enjoyed that were my my favorites, and I'm going um to mention Billy Crystal here too because I liked the segment where he he does this i I can tell what people are thinking, mm. you know the one I'm talking about where he where the <laughs> yeah. camera focuses on some uh, people there in the in the audience, right. and then Billy Crystal tells what he thinks they're uh, thinking and of course the one with Scorsese Scorsese's just directing the whole thing he's like, push here, move there <laughs> that was what he's thinking the dog, Uggy from the artist I thought that was cute when it focused on him and he's just wanting to lick everything <laughs> and then poor Nick Noldy no, yes. that was my favorite growling
5: that was great
3: that gruff voice speaking of uh Acceptance speeches. I just thought Christopher Plummer's oh, his acceptance speech was one of the best I've ever heard. I loved it when he when he held up the statue and says, "Hi, little guy. I'm only two years younger than you. <laughs> right. Where yeah. have you been yeah. all my life?" Right. <laughs> and we already talked about Emma Stone. Uh, we didn't all of us particularly think her dress was a, a smash, but I just. Loved her excitement at being a first-time presenter, <laughs> and uh, all the things that she wanted to do, and she was so excited. And there was Ben Stiller just acting as stoic as he could be, and trying to calm her down. I thought that was a, that was a cute uh, little skit, and I and that was one of my favorites. But I think my favorite moment of all was Meryl Streep's acceptance speech mm. because this now my husband and I love Meryl Streep. But we absolutely did not think that her performance in the Iron Lady was up to her standards. And so when her name, and we thought Viola Davis should win big time, and so when Meryl Streep's name was mentioned, Larry and I both went, oh, no. (laughs) And then right after we said that, she says, half of America. (laughs) Oh, no. And she's saying it exactly the way we said it.
5: (laughs) She won you over, right?
3: Yeah, she definitely was. She is the most genuine person when she gets up, you know, for any of these acceptance things. And You just have to, you just have to love her for for that. But okay, now James, we're going to the other extreme. So (laughs) uh, we we will we will call on you first, then James. (laughs) All right. We know that you think that one of the worst moments was um, Melissa Leo's uh, Melissa Leo dress,
0: the (laughs) washerwoman dress. Yes, it was. I guess she had sewn it at home on her little Singer sewing machine, but it looked awful. She desperately <laughs> well, needs a designer. <laughs> well, what else besides Melissa Leo's dress? What else so. I didn't like? I'll, well, you know, I, I'm the world's oldest teenage movie fan. So <laughs> I, I really like that. everything. You know, I like everything because it's Hollywood, it's glitz, and it's glamour and everything. So, uh, I you know, I can't think of anything I did not like. I, I did want to mention during the segment when I, I was supposed to tell you what I did like. And that was the Cirque du Soleil act. I thought that was spectacular. That was fun. That was fun, really fun. And different for the show, I thought, yeah. It was,
3: absolutely. But I have no
0: more dislikes, as far as I can remember. So you were a pretty happy camper then. Oh, I'm Uh, happy, yes. uh, Yes, I'm always happy. (laughs) Slap happy, mostly, but... (laughs) especially where movie where movie stars where movies are are concerned concerned.
3: yes yes. well what about you Barry Um, do you have any moments that you would pick as the as the worst
5: well I hate to just immediately step on what James said but this is the way I am and this was I could have told you this before they even started I'm never going to enjoy Cirque du Soleil if you're not going to allow the nominated songs to be sung on the air and if you're not going to allow the people who got the honorary Oscars to be on the air and actually accept them there instead of back in November, like James Earl Jones should have been doing. I always, oh, it, I
0: agree with you there. Yeah, yeah. It, Good it, for you. Yeah, yeah. it
5: bothers yeah. me when they don't clear the space for those things, which are relevant, and then they put in a big number that has nothing to do with anything. So uh, I immediately, like as soon as it started, even though it was, you know, well done, I just turned off to it right away because I said they should be singing the nominated song. They should be letting James Earl Jones have his moment. Why know? didn't
0: they have the songs on? Do you know? I
5: don't know. There was just th- th- this decision made that, oh, we don't have enough time, which well, is always I'd, funny. And, because, and there are only
0: two songs.
3: Yeah,
5: they there's only, two, only songs,
0: two songs. On and when media. is
5: the Oscars ever worried about having not having enough time? <laughs> I mean, They just yeah. go on endlessly. So it's <laughs> right. a, it's silly. Yeah.
0: Yeah. Yeah. I would agree with you there. I think that was kind of a snub to the songwriters not to have them on. Yeah,
5: absolutely. So those, those are my biggest complaints.
0: Well, I think that, that
3: you make a lot of uh, sense on that. What, what about you, Diana? Do you have any moments you'd like to pick out from Sunday's telecast that you would call the worst?
4: Well, A.J.'s probably going to get mad at me. <laughs> <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I, I just think some of these silly themselves, instead of just presenting the things, takes away from the people they're presenting them to. So I didn't like Ben Stiller and Emma Stone's stupid thing, and I didn't care about Robert's. I love Robert. Um, and I did not like Cirque du Soleil. It didn't work here. It took me a few minutes to even figure out what was going on, and who they were, <coughs> and what they were doing. Yes! And uh, I didn't care for Will and Zach's zany thing, either.
0: Diana, I hate you, because you you don't like anything that I like. <laughs> <laughs> oh, we got the battle. The battle going, going
7: on here. Well,
3: I, I think I'd have to agree with you with uh, on some of those some of those things. Did uh, H A? Did we get your worst moments? Uh, not yet. And actually, Diana, I'm kind of with you on there. The ba- the pre
2: presentation banter with the various celebrities this year it was kind of hackney. I just wasn't really flowing. just really wasn't working for me. So I'm not mad at you. You you win <laughs> today. You you win this round, Stanger.
4: All right,
2: uh, but uh, I gotta say the worst parts for me were, and I don't know if this was just maybe the station I was watching it on, but it seemed like there was a lot of mic feedback. Yes,
5: there was and squeaking
2: yeah. this year. So whoever did the sound is not gonna win sound editing or mixing <laughs> no. for this year's Oscars. It was just really irritating, and of course, three hour ceremonies, so you had to hear that the whole time, and otherwise. Uh, There wasn't anything much about it. I anything single about it that I could really, you know, complain about. Aside from, you know, they like they had those uh, interviews with the actors talking about the importance of movies. There wasn't enough Werner Herzog, and there was too much Adam Sandler. The guy who gave who said Mm -hmm. yes to Jack and Jill has no business telling us about the magic of movies. He can just (laughs) jump off a cliff.
3: That's for sure. (laughs) That's definitely a good point well i i had uh i had several worst moments at the at the sundays telecast and um I don't like that because i I like to feel more like James does you know because i I like to like everything about the oscars but and I'll start out with uh, bridesmaids and please know though that bridesmaids was on my list of top 10 movies of the year i just thought it was hilarious but at the oscars when the bridesmaids cast members were taking out the little whiskey bottles and drinking a shot whenever scorsese's name was mentioned just didn't do anything for me and some of those clips of the stars telling about you know why they love the movies why they became actors i'll agree it's uh with AJ, some of that was really uh, boring and seemed to be out of place. And I, I agree, <laughs> there there should be more time for uh, for the uh, for some of the people that know something about making movies uh, to talk a little bit uh, in, in a clip like that. And I hate to say anything bad about Billy Crystal because I was so glad that he was back hosting. But actually, trying to do a song parody that included nine. Best Picture nominees seemed to be a challenge that he he was having trouble with, and I'm I always look forward to that that song parody that he does. But with nine, it just didn't work for me either. Then presenters Jennifer Lopez and Cameron Diaz turning their backs to the audience I couldn't figure out. <laughs> I didn't think that was appropriate. And I'll agree with Diana will Farrell and zach what's how do you pronounce his last name Gallif- Galifianakis.
0: Galifianakis. Yeah. Galifianakis.
3: yeah, that guy dressed in white suits and slowly marching around while playing twin cymbals and then drop you know dropping Hello. them or pretending to drop them before presenting the original song award i I don't know Hello. what that was what that was all about so so those are so those are mine and um I, we, we could have done I think without without all of that. I I like the the comment that you made about the the circuit de Now it came across on our set you know pretty um fantastically. But it's not and they tried to relate it to movies, you know, by having Cary Grant and North by Northwest. So um so I didn't totally dislike it. I thought what they did was was awesome. But, again, I like what um, Barry says about why do that instead of the songs, you know, instead of having the nominated songs. So I would certainly go along with you on that. Um, Now, let's go back, back to the past. (laughs) I'm curious to see if we can agree on five favorite Oscar moments from earlier years. Now, okay, this is the 84th year, so it shouldn't be too hard to pick out five favorite Oscar moments from the earlier years. So, Barry, do you have five that you'd like to suggest for this, this honor?
5: Uh, yeah, I guess I could come up with five. Um, one of the things that I liked, I, I, they did it twice in like the last 15 years or so, is when they invited back several oscar winners from the past actors who had won from the past and they opened the curtain they had them all sitting on stage with i believe they some of them were holding oscars i guess the ones who had won that night and it was just such a wonderful feeling of the entire history of the oscars sort of coming back to you because it ranged from you know people from the 1940s to the present and i just thought that was a really wonderful idea I, i really loved that um, one of the great, I mean, most famous Oscar moments of all time, which I, I love, was the streaker coming out behind David Niven, and it, what made it funny was because it was David Niven. Like if it would, <laughs> had been some comedian or somebody, that, I, I don't know. There was just something the contrast of the, you know, the urbane sort of manner that David Niven had with this guy running out behind him, and then his his comment that he made about it, which was great too. Um, that was another highlight um, of, of all the. Honorary Oscars, in a way, I think my favorite was when they had uh, they gave it to Charlie Chaplin in the 70s uh-huh. uh, when he came back. I mean, that was like a genuine thunderous applause and standing ovation. I, I just thought that was one of the the best times. That was one of, that was the only time I ever remember that they actually gave the honorary award out after the Best Picture winner. That, that's how uh-huh. important that's how important they felt it was. Um, as far as one of the Genuinely moving acceptance speeches, I think it was when Louise Fletcher won for One Flew Over the Cuckoo's Nest, and she signed to her parents because they were both deaf, her acceptance yes, speech. Yes,
3: I remember that.
5: It was. It was genuinely moving. I thought that was really, really nice. And the and I guess as number five, I would pick one that I've heard of and I've never seen the clip, and I, I'm dying to see it, is that in the 60s, uh Fred Astaire and Ginger Rogers came out to present an award and he grabbed her around the waist and danced with her for about you know fifteen seconds and It supposedly just brought down the house like it was so spontaneous and i've I've been dying to see this clip. I don't know if it's on YouTube or what I don't think so but it just sounds like one of those moments that I wish i'd I'd seen that uh I don't know if anyone here remembers that if anyone did see it, but it just sounds great to me.
3: It sounds great to me too and yeah. i i haven't I haven't seen it either yeah. but uh but maybe uh, James, who who has has watched the Oscars forever, <laughs> has seen that. Uh, James, have hey, you seen that 1930? clip? What's <laughs> that? James, have you seen that clip? And and would you would you like to give your your suggestion for the the five top um, Oscar moments from the past? Hello, James, are you there?
5: We seem to have lost her. <laughs>
3: Oh, we seem to. Oh, golly, lost. let can me see. James, are you there? Hello. 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 I'm sorry. I'm so sorry you got cut off. Are your ears burning? We were talking about you. <laughs> can can this, you hear uh, me? Yes, we can now. Uh, okay. Uh,
0: yeah. No, I was cut off and I called back in, and uh, I see. I don't know what's wrong, but uh, anyway, I'd like to say that uh, he had a terrific memory. Uh, those were all wonderful selections, and uh, the one you picked, I was going to pick, too, and that was when they brought back all the old stars with their Oscars, and and you could see uh, history right there before your eyes. It was wonderful to see that. And I wish they'd do that all the time. Yeah. And, and bring back some of the stars who were still around and, you know, acknowledge them, but... Uh And that Fred Astaire number, that was great. But I I enjoyed, uh, well, I remember the the time Elizabeth Taylor won, which I think was the Sympathy Award because she had just almost died and she had a tracheotomy Mm. and she came on and she gave a very short speech thanking the Academy. But I do think she won it for Sympathy that year because Mm -hmm. she had done better work than... uh, I think it was Butterfield 8, which was a horrible movie. but uh, And I remember a uh, long time ago when uh, Betty Davis came out with her head shaved, <coughs> but she had, she had this thing that looked like a cornucopia on top of her head. <laughs> and it was while she was making The Virgin Queen at 20th Century Fox, and she oh. gave the award to Marlon Brando, I believe it was. But uh, she looked uh, quite uh, unusual, but, of course, that was Betty Davis. Uh, uh, but f- five things to remember. I don't know if I can. I can't remember anything. My mind has gone blank. <laughs> well,
3: you've got uh, four, and they're very I got excellent, four. Excellent. <laughs> yes, excellent suggestions. That's right. <laughs> so you're doing fine. Well, well, let's move to A.J. Do you have any uh, favorite or top five favorites from uh, past Oscars?
2: Well, I, I struggle to think of uh, five
3: of them. Uh, usually on
2: Oscar night, my memory's kind of hazy because I'm up late watching it past my bedtime, and I've only been watching it since about uh, the ceremony that was in 1997. That was the first one I had seen just all the way through because Fargo was up for Best Picture, and that was my favorite movie of all time for, for quite a while. Oh my gosh, we forgot.
3: We <laughs> forgot that you're you're a young whipper snapper. How old are you? Twelve? <laughs> Twelve and a half, thank you very much.
2: All right. <laughs> so so the picks for uh like the uh, favorite moments are all from sort of uh, recent ceremonies. I know uh one of the first ones that came to mind was, uh, you know, Woody Allen famously, you know, like he never attends the awards no, ceremony. I
0: never. But
2: when he showed up uh, the, for the ceremony after 9-11 happened, and he uh, made a plea for uh, filmmakers to keep making movies in New York City, I thought that was really yeah. cool. Yeah,
0: yeah, it was. And
2: uh, I think it was within the last year, I think it was last year or maybe the last... Uh, last couple of years where uh, they had the tribute to John Hughes after he passed on. A lot of the actors he had worked with like Molly Ringwald and John Cryer and Matthew Broderick all gathered on stage. I thought that was really cool.
1: Mm-hmm.
2: And, mm-hmm. Uh, another, and another one personally I thought was one of the more, uh, one of the more gracious moments or one of the most gracious moves that any Oscar host has ever done was uh, for best song when uh, Glenn Hansard and Marquetta or Glova won for once. And he, uh, Glenn gave his acceptance speech. And just when Marquetta was about to uh, like say, like say her part, the music just like kind of blared, love, like, like get, the like, get out, wrap it up music. And then when it came back from commercial break, John Stewart said, bring Marquetta back. Come on, let her talk. And yeah. I thought that was very yeah. nice that of him.
3: That was great. Yeah. That was great. Yeah.
2: Other than that, uh, other than that, it's nothing particular comes to mind.
3: Well, those are great uh, moments. Um, I'm so glad you reminded us of them, and and let's move to Diana now. Do you have some uh, suggestions for the top five favorite Oscar moments of the past?
4: I do, and I'm so excited we're doing this because all of them so far have been great to remember. Yeah. Well, how could we forget? Roberto Benigni walking across those chairs oh. when he got the Oscar for Life is Beautiful. <laughs> oh,
1: yeah.
0: He was so excited then. He, was, he just... was
4: excited, showing off his acrobatic skills. I mean, it, it was so cool. Um, Danny Boyle, when he accepted the award for Slumdog Millionaire in 2009, because that movie was so far off the charts of everyone that that was really, yeah. really I thought. Billy Crystal as Hannibal Lecter. Never forget that
0: image. Um,
4: Jack yeah. Ballant doing push-ups on the stage for City Slickers in 1992.
0: Oh, he did them on one hand, too. Remember mm-hmm. that? Yep, yeah,
4: one-handed, one-handed. And um, though there wasn't much about the acceptance speech, I don't think I'll ever forget seeing Cher's outfit as a presenter in 1986. <laughs> <laughs> Who was that? Cher. Oh, share! Cher. Cher, oh, oh, yeah! <laughs> what a weird black outfit. I mean, I can still see that picture in my head.
3: <laughs> <But> you like? <laughs> yeah, you definitely makes me laugh. Makes
4: me laugh.
3: Those are those are great suggestions too. I I had a, a lot of favorites. It was hard to kind of um, limit it to five. But you all know the one that I would pick first. And Let it would be host Hugh, Hugh Jackman <laughs> <laughs> opening the show with a musical number poking fun at the nominated films like Fun uh, Dog Millionaire and uh, The Reader <laughs> and Frost Nixon. And I can just see him uh, doing the, the, this number, which i got to read The Reader. i got to read The Reader. <laughs> and then calling Ann Hathaway up to the stage to help him with the Frost Nixon. And she had to play Nixon. And they were they were just having so much fun. I, I just love that one. Um, in two thousand two, Whoopi Goldberg's outrageous costume changes just cracked me up. Um and of course those costume changes were inspired by the nominated films like Moulin Rouge, so her costume costume just
1: yeah. Yeah, yeah, that's right. Yeah. <laughs> they just stole
3: they just stole the show. And I loved Sally Fields exuberant You like me speech. Upon winning the Best Actress for Places in the Heart, I think that was back in 1985, mm. and I I agree about uh, Jack Powers <laughs> and his push-ups. Uh, he was 73 years old when he was doing the one-handed yeah. push-ups, uh-huh. and yeah, yeah. that was a lot of fun to watch. And then in 1964, Sidney Poitier making history as the first African-American male to win an Oscar for his wonderful performance in, in Lilies of the Field, isn't it? It is just so much fun to re, to remember these, and we've just sort of scratched the, the surface here, but moving to the other extreme, there have been some pretty bad moments from past Academy Awards shows also, so... Uh, Barry, uh, would you like to fill us in on what you think? <laughs> were, well, I... uh, the worst, <laughs> yeah, the worst moments from past Academy Awards. Well, work, I so. think
5: that the top of the list is for almost everybody is the the Snow White production number with Rob Lowe. I, I mean, that's. Just... <laughs>
0: I mean it's just that's
5: legendary in its awfulness and it, it wasn't to me it wasn't even awful funny after a while it was just kind of you were sort of watching the decline of entertainment taking place before your eyes it was so it was so misguided watching horror. yeah it was just it was just horrifying and it was just it, it was just bad uh I, I mean the weird thing is uh, i i am I'm, I'm such a... i, I so enjoy watching the oscars that when i look back on the moments that i didn't like it's often because somebody or some film is winning that i didn't care for (laughs) and that when the person gets up and makes their speech i start tuning out or finding whatever they're saying uninteresting i mean it's kind of an interesting psychological way of looking at but it's true i think some of my least favorite moments are when somebody gets up there and i say oh she shouldn't have won Or he shouldn't have won. I don't want to hear what she has to say. And I start to. It's it's true. I mean, it which sounds kind of childish, but I think that that's very true with me. Because I mean, aside from the Snow White number, it's not like there's a lot of things that are coming to mind over the years that you know really bugged me. You know, just stood out like that. But if I think of any, I'll 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 jump in later. Okay. Well, I
6: I think the acceptance award for um, oh. Walking the line, the the lead actor for Walking the Line when he came out drunk with the beard and everything, um, that was pretty memorable for me. Uh, I uh, Joaquin Phoenix. Well, he didn't win. The, the, yes. uh, Joaquin, Joaquin. Reese
5: Witherspoon won. I mean, she won for the same film. He what did he that, win yeah. for? He
6: came out and he was like loaded with his beard and everything. He looked <laughs> like Grizzly Adams. Wasn't was Ben Stiller
4: as Joaquin Phoenix? Yeah.
6: Maybe, maybe. I don't yeah. know. I can't, I, yeah.
4: I can't remember, remember. It was Ben Biller as Joaquin.
6: Oh, okay. Yeah. yeah. So that is <laughs> I thought I was watching a scene from Grizzly Man. I really didn't know what I was seeing there.
3: Well, ladies and gentlemen we are hearing from Morgan Lawrence <laughs> from the chat room and and he's uh, got some very strong opinions about the worst uh, Oscar <laughs> moments from the past so so uh, Morgan were there any other uh, comments from the chat about worst moments that they'd, um, they'd uh, like you to bring up
6: well mostly uh, they liked how Adelie came out this year and sang at the Grammys and the Brit Awards Um uh, they liked Mariah Carey and Whitney Houston when they sang him uh, from "When You Believe" from the Prince of Egypt. Uh, that was live and sounded good. I'm not sure which, your, which Oscars that was, but uh, uh, I don't remember that. I, I might I may have missed that one. Um, Any time Billy Crystal hosts the Oscars, it's going to be great. Uh, He is a
3: favorite. I mean, he's just
6: nailed this opening presentation thing to the letter. And and I I, I can't imagine. I mean, I've seen – I saw last year's show, and it was very um, choppy. (laughs) It's the word I want to use. This year seemed to be a lot smoother, and um, that was, you know – uh, it was a better show all the way around. I, I agree. I didn't understand the – I like the Cirque du Soleil, but I didn't understand the pertinence of it in the bigger scheme of things. Right.
3: Mm-hmm.
6: It looked it was like a so.
3: little. Yeah, it was a little bit hard to understand how it uh, how it fit in, uh, even though it did uh, kind of uh, put us in a sense of awe with the uh, – the beautiful acrobatics that were were going on there. Well, in terms of worst um Oscar moments from from the past, did we did we get um get your picks, AJ?
2: Uh I again, like I like I said for the uh best picks, you know, I can only remember so much. It all just kind of like there were some good parts and some bad parts, not much uh, singularly bad came out. I do remember a couple of them. Sorry, Betty Joe, but the Whoopi costume changes, like when she was Elizabeth and then did the Velvet Goldmine, the glam rock <laughs> costumes. I've seen stuff in Japanese horror movies that wasn't as frightening. <laughs> as,
3: <laughs> as Whoopi. You had to bring in the horror movies. <laughs> yeah.
2: Otherwise, uh, one of the cheesier moments was uh, – I, I remember one year, I believe it was for the – in the ceremony that took place in 1999 – For the best score, uh, while they were presenting them, they had, like, Interpretive
1: Dances...
2: Done to like the various scores, and there was like one for Saving Private Ryan, so oh, it was yeah. really hard to take it seriously <laughs> when you've got like the Fosse crew doing Jazz Hands to the score for Saving Private
3: Ryan. <laughs> no, that's right. Maybe that's and, why they don't use the uh, the original songs anymore. <laughs> ah, know. and then
2: I remember a couple years ago when uh, Chris Rock had hosted he just kind of made this joke about, hey, Jude Law's in a lot of movies, and then uh, right after that, uh, Sean Penn came up to present an award, and he, like, took... He went out of his way to go... Sean, uh, went, Sean Penn went out of his way to go... Say something like, Jude Law is one of the greatest actors of our generation, Chris. And he's just, like, staring daggers at him for just making this <laughs> joke about Jude Law being in a lot of movies. It's Like, I know Sean Penn is an intense guy, but come on lighten up dude.
3: <laughs> I forgot about that I felt the same way you did when that, when that happened so um, uh, how about you Diana you must have some uh, picks for the worst uh, Oscar movies uh, moments of the past
4: well it was hard to sit down and think about those because we don't usually you know keep a list around but I did agree about the Rob Lowe and the Proud Mary thing that was just disastrous Um <laughs> I think any time Letterman opened his mouth to speak, it was just horrible because that was the worst I think Oscars ever. Marlon Brando yeah. sending she- Shashin a little feather and take her his award and make that ridiculous political speech. And uh, when Three Six Mafia won the Academy Award for the winning song, "It's Hard Out Here for a Pimp," <laughs> all the songs that year really wasn't that horrible. <laughs> To
2: give that I, I, agree. I I agree. The best song from Hustle and Flow is Whoop That Trick. Come on. <laughs>
3: <laughs> you've got some of mine. You've definitely, you've got some of mine on your on your list, and and uh, I'm going to chime in on the dreadful Snow White musical number featuring Rob Lowe. That's number one on my list. But it was kind of fun to watch in a creepy sort of way. Creepy is right. <laughs> But I but I thought the streaker interrupting the Oscars was not the Oscars at its best. So that was my church lady, inner church lady, <laughs> kind of coming out on that one. And uh, I thought it was entirely out of place for Roberto Benigni to go to run across the top of the theater seats. But again, um, it's like when you see a, a wreck, you want to watch it anyway. <laughs> and so I guess Everyone I, I, I kind of have mixed right, feelings can't. about that. And then, oh my God, from too many years to mention these acceptance speeches that run on and on and on, and thank you know thank so many people that we don't even uh, know about. And I guess the one that went went on the longest, and maybe Barry can verify this for me because he's done quite a bit of research on the Oscars, was in 1943. I guess Greer Garson. Um, received the award for Mrs. Miniver, and it was after 1 o'clock in the morning, and no. they were just getting ready to present the big award, and they just couldn't get her to stop. She went on for seven minutes right. with her yeah. acceptance speech.
7: And and, and, I,
5: it, No, that's true, I'm actually. Gonna... In fact, um, it was one of those things that it was so legendary that, People started exaggerating the amount of time she was up there. When you'd read over the years, they'd say, she was up there for 15 minutes. She was up there a half an hour. She was up there for an hour. Apparently, it felt this long to everyone. So they just started making up the amount of times. But I think you're right. I think it was between six and a half and seven minutes. Yeah. And after that, they sort of made a rule that you had to cut it off after a while. Not that people listened for years, but you know, now they do that that kind of rude thing with the music of course but you know, know. <laughs>
3: but that was so that was definitely on my list and and i i agreed with uh, diana about uh <laughs> it's hard out here for a pimp and i just go it was another one of those oh no <laughs> You know, you moan and you say, "Oh no, is this happening at the Oscars?" I was shocked when it was when it was um, nominated, and then when it won, that was a double a double shock for me. Well, we have we've talked a little bit about Oscar hosts, and um, one of the questions that we wanted to cover was um, who uh, who do you think was the best Oscar host? Um, uh-huh. Well, you could have more than one best Oscar host and worst. Oscar a host. So AJ, do you want to start with that one?
2: Uh well, I for worst, uh, nothing really comes to mind. You know, of course, you know James Franco gets a lot of flack, and you know Anne Hathaway tried really hard, and you could tell yeah. that she she was putting forth an effort. And as much as I didn't like, uh, didn't really care much for Billy Crystal's shtick this year. At least he looked like he wanted to be at the Oscars as opposed to Mr. Franco. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, And otherwise in the past, you know, uh, Ellen DeGeneres, like, she's a funny lady, but as soon as that ceremony ended, I told my friends, she does not need to come back to the Oscars anytime soon. Like, she can take her time. (laughs) But otherwise, as for for some of the best hosts, you know, Billy Crystal's been great before. Steve Martin's been awesome before, and actually, one of the better of the recent hosts is uh, John Stewart. I think he did a really good job of, you know, of st- of staying true, you know, to the Hollywood glamour and the glitz and like the image of the Oscar, and but then like making it fresh and funny for a modern audience. He kind of brings those two worlds together really well.
3: well that's a, that's a good point. I I had uh, I had forgotten until you mentioned how how what a great job that he. He did. Do you agree with A.J. Berry on the best and
5: worst hosts? Yeah, I do like Billy Crystal. Um, I, again, this wasn't his greatest year, this one, but I, I do think he has a very quick wit and he seems very relaxed being a host up there, which a lot of people don't. Um, I also love Steve Martin. I, I just naturally find him funny anyway. And I like the way Steve Martin paired off with Alec Baldwin a couple of years ago. Often when they get people on stage together, there's often that awkward banter bit and all but they actually were kind of a funny comedy team I thought actually so I kind of like that um the two my two least favorites and this is just a personal thing because I don't like when they have hosts hosting the Oscars who basically have nothing to do with movies so I did mm-hmm. not like david letterman hosting the Oscars cuz he's you know he's basically he's a television per- personality and I felt the same about johnny carson I mean I know the world loves johnny carson and and he's sacred and all but he really you know he has nothing next to nothing to do with movies he made two cameo appearances in two films that was the extent of his film career and so i always feel like it's almost like outsiders coming in and 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 making jokes about an industry that they're not really part of so that's why billy Crystal's kind of perfect for hosting because he's made movies i mean he has he has a movie career and, and as well as being funny so that's just that's just my personal take on those folks uh
3: Good points. Yeah. Very, very good points. And yeah. Diana, do you have a favorite uh, Oscar host and an, and a nominee for the worst host?
4: Well, I have to go along with my sister Betty, Hugh Jackman. <laughs> Yay! <laughs> I like the way you think. I definitely like the way you think. And I like Billy Crystal. I agree. This isn't his best year, but you know he's always dependable, and that's good. And um, I actually enjoyed Whoopi Goldberg. Uh, Worst was, for me, David Letterman, and uh, I agree with A.J. James Franco did not pull his half and did try really hard, but let's not have him back again. (laughs) And um, there you go.
3: Well, I do like the way you think, and um, uh, before we call on James, I'm just going to say that the reason I think Hugh Jackman does such a great job is because he can dance, he can sing, he can do comedy, he has charisma and he just seems to enjoy performing uh so much that it just comes through loud and clear so i i really uh, put him at the top of my list and um and i'll go along with everyone about billy crystal this wasn't his best year as host but uh, he kind of explained it in the beginning part of the Oscars when when they had that little clip of him being tortured to accept the job this year. <laughs> all that happy to do with it. I thought that was that was clever. Um I also enjoyed uh Whoopi Goldberg when she when she hosts the Oscars. I agree with uh, the people that have mentioned David uh, Letterman that was just terrible back in 1995. I mean, Uma Oprah, Oprah, no. Uma. I mean, he'll never live that down, but he is a great TV, a great TV host, and um, Barry, I'll have to disagree with you on Alec Baldwin and Steve Martin, uh, I think if they had each one done it indiv- individually instead of as a duo maybe would have been better I, I just didn't think that they um, worked together together
0: that well but
3: what about you James uh, who are your favorites and uh, and
0: also your nominee for the worst host well my nominee for the worst would have to be David Letterman I have never thought he was funny even on television I just don't know what people see in him because here, here I agree he's <laughs> not funny he's just yes. not funny <laughs> <laughs> But now let's go way back to ancient history when I was in diapers and I was just a toddler watching black and white television. And I have to say, Bob Hope. Mm. Bob Uh, Hope, and I'll tell you why. Bob Hope was of the movies. He was in the movies. He was from the movies. He was all show business. He came from vaudeville, Broadway stage, and so he was you know, uh, inoculated with show business, and, and he had all the sticks that one could think of that he pulled out every year when he did the Oscar show. And he was funny, and, and he just had it all, just had it all because he was from the movies. And I mm-hmm. think we need to have somebody who is of the movies mm-hmm. to be a host. Right. Really. yeah, exactly, Exactly. I agree with
3: you. And he holds the record of a hosting the Oscars the most uh, times. Isn't that correct, Barry? Yeah, I think it's 17. Does that sound right? Yeah, yeah. I think yeah, he, yeah. yeah,
0: he did it a lot, a yeah. lot. Yeah.
3: And he was quite uh, elegant and funny yes. as, the, as the host. What about the worst, uh, your nominee for the worst
0: host, James? Oh, well, I said David Letterman.
3: Ah, yes. Yeah, So David we Letterman. were pretty much in agreement about, about that. Um, yeah. And I wanted to call on Morgan, uh, yeah. Uh, to see if he has a report uh, from the chat room, any any other uh, comments or reactions from the chat that that um, he would like to share with us. Morgan, are you there?
6: I am here. Great. Um, they, I'm still getting comments about Julia Roberts' dress was one of the best they've seen. I haven't uh, not a lot of banner following uh, the discussion at hand. Um, I, although i'm I'm very intrigued by some of the choices I've heard for best and worst
3: and do you have your choice for best and worst host
6: well i I do go back to the Bob Hope period and I enjoyed him quite a bit, but I think Billy is a little smoother at it, even when he's not comfortable with maybe the material or something. I don't know. This year it was a little choppy, but Billy Crystal did a good job with it. Um, I I just enjoy his work very much. You know, as far as worst, I have to go back and agree with Ellen DeGeneres just sort of looked like a deer in traffic out there trying to do that. <laughs> and That's it just, <laughs> you
1: know,
6: it had that whole, Feeling of of a moose home roller skate. So I, I think
1: <laughs>
6: I, I think when it was over, you know, I think she probably went and had a stiff drink and said, "I'm never going to do this myself again." You might be right. You might be
3: right about that, Morgan. Well, you know, we had we had one. Uh, I'm so glad that I extended the time for today's uh, show, and we're we are. Uh, close to closing time and we we didn't get a chance to cover the last question but um i think we do have a few minutes left that we could devote to it as to how the oscars could be improved so um i'll let whoever uh has some ideas on that um speak on that so um so, Barry, do you have uh, suggestions for how uh, it should be improved?
5: Just, I'll just reiterate what I said before. I, I want to see the songs sung on the air, and I want to see the honorary Oscar winners get their trophies on the air like they used to. For me, that's that's what I want to see yeah. come back again.
6: I agree with that. That, so,
5: yeah. that
3: sounds good. And, and uh, Diana, any suggestions as to how to improve the Oscars?
4: Well, it works for American Idol. Let the public vote on the host.
6: Ooh, nice. Absolutely <laughs> <That's> interesting.
4: <laughs> Only a few Jackman wins,
6: but okay. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs>
0: and James, what, what is your suggestion for how to improve the Oscars? I would like to see more veteran stars interviewed on the red carpet. Uh, I've noticed some in the background going by, and nobody pays any attention to them. And I would like to see them interviewed on the red carpet, and I, I would also like to see more of them in the presenter's uh box there, and uh, just acknowledged, uh, you know, the Hollywood history. Sure. Good heavens, you know. Yeah. the Wonderful stars still around. Let's yeah. acknowledge them.
5: That's a good point.
0: Right.
3: Good point. And A.J., a suggestion from you about improving the Oscars.
2: I don't know. Short of going back in time and getting Drive a couple extra nominations for this year's ceremony, there's not much else I can think of. <laughs> oh, I go
3: along with that. I definitely would would have picked Drive to win win something and and uh, and have more recognition. Um, I I got a call the, the morning very very early the morning after the Oscars from my sister. She always always does this. She's an avid Oscar watcher and she had quite a bit of complaints <laughs> to me and so i'm just going to uh say i approve of her f- formula i call this the ruella anderson formula she says, go back to five Best Picture nominees, require five original song nominations, perform these songs during the show, bring back Hugh Jackman as host, and give <laughs> awards to the right people. And I think she pretty well <laughs> summed it up, so I'm going to gonna go along with that. I want to thank all four of you for being such terrific guests today, and Morgan for helping out with the, with the chat. It's been great fun having you all back on Movie Addict Headquarters, but I I think uh, our time is almost up. So this is Betty Jo Tucker giving a big shout-out to the folks at Blog Talk Radio for their support and for picking today's episode as one of today's picks on Blog Talk Radio. Special thanks to our chatters and all our other listeners uh, for tuning in today. We really appreciate it. Please come back next time for another spirited discussion about movies. And in the meantime, don't forget to check out our film reviews at RealtalkReviews.com. That's R-E-E-L, RealtalkReviews.com. Well, that's all for now, folks. So here's Brian Ferry to take us out with a song from the 1944 Oscar-winning movie, Casablanca
1: You must remember this A kiss is still a kiss A sigh is just a sigh The fundamental things apply we